Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She came in without knocking. She was crying. She was so upset. She had her fist out and said she would knock me through my RV window. Well, what were the texts? What was it? Hold on. Back up. Back up. Let's find out what text you sent that made her go nuts like that. This is the plaintiff, Richard Hall. He says he parked his RV on the defendant's property, and she didn't respect his privacy and barged in on him one day. He couldn't live there under those circumstances. Now the defendant won't pay him back all the money she owes him for rent paid and RV damage. And he wants his $2,124.32 returned. That's why he's suing. This is the defendant, Cassandra. She says she felt bad for this guy and let him live on her property. But he turned out to be a real kook. He caused $8,000 worth of damage to her carport. And if anyone's owed money today, it's not him. She's accused of not respecting a tenant's privacy. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,542.85 for unpaid rent and utilities. All parties, please get your right hands. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Milianos is presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Um, Mr. Hall, uh, you are suing on behalf Hello. of... You and Jimmy Beaver for the return of $2,124.32 that you say Ms. Cassandra owes you. Tell me what happened here. Okay, so uh, we met uh, Cassandra, uh, I believe, in late November or early September. She came up behind us, said there was no overnight sleeping at 3 p.m. So uh, we talked to her and told her we're not planning on sleeping there and uh so she was working uh for the big department store in that shopping center and um she tells you just so you know you can't sleep here overnight because you're in an rv yeah we were in an rv that's how we met okay i told her we're not sleeping we're here buying groceries okay we were actually staying at the place down the road the rv park and that's how we met. Okay, you know? so that's how she you met, and then cigarette. what happens? Yeah, she lit up a cigarette, I lit up a cigarette, and that's how we met. Okay. Um, we went there almost all the time. Every time we went, we run into her, we smoke a cigarette. Um, her husband and, well, her and her husband, uh, they're behind on their mortgage. And uh, so they, I, I offered to help them. I said, you got to. Uh, place in your yard, I can pay you rent. You know, that's about all I can do. I'm on disability. And um, so the idea is you're going to park your, your RV on their property and you're going to pay how much in rent? I asked her if she had uh, enough uh, 
space, but she said she did, and I said, we usually pay a, 500 a month where we're at, and utilities are included. And what did she say? And she agreed to that. So she according to, that. to you, the deal is 500 a month with utilities included. When do you take your RV over there? Um, I went over there to visit her a few times during September, but we really didn't move in until um, October the 1st, 2021. Okay, and how does it go? Um, the next day, her friend was there visiting her, and uh, she said that I needed to stop living off of Cassandra, and I needed to get out and get a job every single day, or every single day I needed to fill out job applications. Okay, so you have been, wait, what's this living off Cassandra? You've been there one month, one day, and you're paying rent. Did you tell her that? Yes. All right. She said, well... Cassandra is also nice enough to let you come over here, too. And I said, I was also nice enough to pay her $500. Yeah, nobody's being nice. This is a business arrangement, so you're not, nobody's fooling anybody. All right, so now, so what happens? What goes wrong? Why are you here? Tell me what happened that caused you to no longer want, you want a refund of October because you ended up leaving October 11th. So tell me what happened. After I sent her a text about what her friend said, she came storming in that night as soon as I gave her a text. And I should have talked to her about it. I should have. But, you know, I have anxiety. And when I, and when I feel like I, ha- I, when I, feel like I, I disagree with something, it's hard for me to disagree with somebody and talk to them about it. Um, she came in without knocking. She was crying. She was so upset. She had her fist out and said she would knock me through my RV window. Well, what were the texts? What was the? Hold on, back up, back up. Let's find out what text you sent that made her go nuts like that. Um, Not that Uh, there's ever a a reason to, but I really would like to know. It was on the second. It was on the second. Okay, look, we paid rent. I I better not hear someone tell me I need to be getting a job again. When I came here, I only agreed to pay rent to keep my RV parked. I didn't agree to let you get all up in my business like the way you've been doing. If I'd have known it was going to be like this, when we came, we would never have come in the first place. There is a line you don't cross when it comes to friendship, and real two friends know that. I am not saying we won't help you out when you ask, because we have already agreed to help you out in exchange for showers and laundry. Forgive us if we don't like being around when you're in a terrible mood. Believe me... We've been through so much blank. We're done with drama. We love you, and thank you for all you've done. We do have a heart of gold, and we will give you the last of anything we have if we have it to give. A lot of people takes our kindness for weakness, but we're also redneck blanks from the South. If you cut us off enough, I know you're wanting the best for us, but we're not used to people telling us what we need to be doing. Don't demand us to do what we don't want to do. Why are you saying all this about her? It was her friend who said it. She was in uh, in there in front of her. Oh, and I see. She was agreeing with okay. her. Okay. All right. Let me ask you, Miss Cassandra, what was it that happened that, according to him, you walked in all loaded for bear? Um. So, I ended up um, allowing them to use my car to go door dashing. Now, door dashing means that, that they're delivering food and getting paid a fee for doing that. So they used your car to do that. Yes. Okay. Go on. Yes. So at that point. Um, they came in and um, they had thrown the check engine light on my car. So at that point, I did ask them, I was like, did you 
see that the check engine light was on on the car and they go no so at that point i was like okay i ended up going to bed getting up the next morning and i didn't sleep very well that night on the first and so i had taken a nap and woke up at about six or seven and then i had received that message from richard and jimmy and at but that when point, had you and your I, friend been there and the discussion come up about them getting jobs that I wasn't in there for that discussion. I was outside taking care of the dogs and the chickens. Okay. I was not inside for that. All right, but when had that taken place? October 2nd? Yes, October 2nd. Okay. Early in the so morning. So you get that text, and what do you do? At that point, I went outside and I knocked on their door to the camper and I asked them what was going on. I said, I, I didn't understand the text message, nothing. And I, I, just had woken up to this text message so it was yeah but were you mad I didn't know how to take it no I was I was upset I wasn't angry I was hurt I think that's what it was it was I was more hurt than and angry. what happened during that discussion with them um so my husband was in there at the time and I told him I says I don't understand where this is all coming from I said I, and then at that point, I had explained to Jimmy and Richard, I said, I wasn't in the house when Melissa was talking to you. I said, I was outside. So I knew okay, nothing Did anybody threaten anybody with physical violence at this time? According to you, Mr. Hall, she says she's going to what? Knock me through my RV window. Okay, did and you she threaten to knock him through his RV window? No, like, ma'am. Okay, so... When do you decide to leave and why over this that happened October 2nd, Mr. Hall? No, on October the 11th, uh, I believe it was October the 11th at 12 o'clock at night, my significant other's uh, uh, ex sent me a friend request. After seven years, you don't think I'm still going to be mad at you. But anyways, I was arguing with my significant other about it, slash husband. Anyways, uh, I told him, I said, well, she's your ex. You need to uh, do something about it, you know, send me a friend request, you know. Uh, it's only arguing for 15 minutes, and the RV is so close to the house, and she's outside smoking a cigarette, I guess. Anyway, she's so mad the next morning about it. Okay. You know, and she thought I was talking about her. I didn't know she was outside my door. Okay. And according to you, what is it that matter. happened? Did you tell them they had to leave or did they decide to leave, Miss Cassandra? Um, they decided to leave on their own. Nobody forced them to leave. Okay. Did you think that they were talking about you when there was an argument in the RV? Um, well, I had knocked on the door and it was about 1.45 a.m. And they had woken up my son. And at that point, yeah. I knocked on the door to try to tell him to keep it down a little bit. And that was when Jimmy and Richard were arguing. And Richard was like, if the bitch knocks on my door one more time, I'm going to knock the camper door into her teeth and knock her teeth down. I didn't throat. say that. Okay. All right. So suffice it to say, this is not a good arrangement. And then you decide, Mr. Hall, that you, you and Jimmy decide that you're leaving. You leave on October 11th, so you want a refund of all of October rent. Mm -hmm. But if you chose to leave, why would, should you be entitled to a refund of the rent? Um, she, uh, she was being mean uh, uh, outside our RV. How? Cussing me out and talking to my significant other about me, and I was afraid to go outside. Okay. 
All right. And I didn't want to go outside. Well, that's fine, but why would you be entitled to a refund of October's rent if you made a decision to leave because it was uncomfortable? That wouldn't entitle you to a refund. And then you want $500 for emotional distress because what? Because it made you uncomfortable? No, she called the law on me when I asked her for my money back and she told me come meet her at the Grease Monkey and that she would give me my money back. And what, what is that? I don't know. She told me that in a text, but I asked her and I had to look it up. All right, I- generally, what is it, Ms. Uh, Cassandra? It's an oil change It's exactly what it sounds company. like. All right, so, so it's an oil change place. So you meet her over there, and what happens when you meet her over there, Mr. Hall? Um, she, uh, she was supposed to have given me, me and given me back some money. And what made you think that? She, told me. Did she, she actually texted you, I have some money for you? Yes, she did. Okay. And yes, then when did. you go there, what do you encounter? Um, I didn't get out the RV because at this point, I still didn't want to talk to her. Okay. She came to the door and she's talking to my significant other at the door. About five minutes later, the police came through. Did you think that there was a warrant out for one of them or something, Miss Cassandra? Why did you call the police to go out there? And why did you have them meet you there? The reason that I had called the police department was because I live in county and they're in city. So I had asked the police department to meet me at the Grease Monkey to give Richard his mail. I didn't have any other information other than to ask them if they could help exchange the mail so that and give Richard and Jimmy the notification, do not contact me anymore because of the messages I had already received, the phone call, multiple phone calls. Okay, but I'm not understanding. You're calling the police to go, you you call them and tell them to meet you. I saw the text where you said I have money for you. So you're bringing them there under false pretenses. So he, he thinks that you did that to literally just, you know, get his goose. I had no idea in my So you wouldn't do anything just to bother them because you're angry with them and you've had this big fight with them? No. No. So you called the police and had them meet you there just for them, for the police to tell them don't meet her again? Yes, and to contact me. (laughs) And not to contact you. Okay, and then what happens? Um, At that point, um, I had left with my husband and my son and we drove home. Okay. You're suing Mr. Hall for $20 in gas mileage because you had to drive to the grease monkey. Um, and then yes. you're suing for repair to the RV. Explain that one to me. $1,104.32. She was trying to stop us from leaving, actually, when I was wanting to leave. Because that day on the 12th, she said again that she wanted to knock me through my RV window. But this time, I'll pay the insurance to have it fixed. And I get a lot of anxiety, and I can't fight. Uh, I'm only 120. I only weigh 120 pounds, and I'm sorry, but she's like a football player to me, you know, in my eyes. And okay, how did your other how did your leave. RV get damaged? Trying to go underneath her carport, she wouldn't let my significant other jack it up. And we have in the past, we jacked it up. Okay, that her carport is an immovable object. So if you did, so are you saying well, that when you would go in and out, carport. right? So, but when it's you, one of those metal I understand, carport. but the carport didn't come at you. You scraped the top on the carport. Why would she have to pay you? Did it damage your carport, Ms. Cassandra? 
Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and so like, and she's not counterclaiming. She's counterclaiming for a million things. Ironically, that's not one of them. So in what world would she have to pay you? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let's talk about your counterclaim against them. You say you're owed $564.53 for groceries. Tell me about that. So I, because they had no money at that point in September 8th, when they moved on to property. When did they move they on to your property? He says it was October 1st. On, it was September 8th. Okay, so go on. So at that point, they had no groceries, they had no food, they had no food for their cat, anything. So at that point, I was ordering groceries to um, feed them and feed our household at the same time. How are you dividing up what they owe and what your household owes? How are you figuring it out to the penny the way you have? Um, because anything over an extra, like the Monster Energy drinks or the Starbucks Energy drinks or the Powerade or the Gatorade or the yogurt that Richard had to have for his special diet or any of that is when I went through and calculated everything that was above and beyond what we normally Okay. Purchase. Did she buy groceries for you, Mr. Hall? No. Never? You never accepted any groceries? Never. Okay. Never. Now, the next thing she's suing for is septic pump dump. And do you have any proof of that, Ms. Uh, Cassandra? Do you have the receipts for that? I have those. They're in my husband's bank account. And then what we Okay, I need proof of it. Do you? I'm card. sorry. Stop. Stop. I need proof of that. So do, you, do I... Have you submitted your husband's bank account statement? No, because he hasn't been home lately. He has okay. been working. All so right. I haven't been able to get a hold do of him. Do you owe her $75 for septic dumping, Mr. Hall? No, because I dumped out of pocket when I got my SSI check. I told her, and my disability check, I told her that I was going to go dump before we came in. Let me so, ask you a question. What's this dentist bill? Whose, bill? whose dental bill is it? 244 Actually, I should ask you, Ms. Cassandra, who, $244 for a dentist bill. What is that that they owe you, according to you? So Jimmy's tooth was infected. His face was swollen um, when they came onto property back in September. And at that point, um, Jimmy was in so much pain. They didn't have the money to pay for the dentist. And I told Jimmy, I said, I would pay for it, but I needed to be paid back. At that point, we got him in with my dentist and the dentist pulled his tooth. And I paid the $244. And why is it that you and, well, that Jimmy wouldn't owe that, Mr. Hall? You're here on behalf of Jimmy. Why wouldn't Jimmy owe that? Well, because we went to her mom's house for him to work it off when they had to um, build the chicken coop for her two chickens. And why didn't she say anything about it when I asked her for my rent back? That's the only thing I can't prove. Well, there's a lot you can't prove. Um... Did they work off the dental debt with a chicken coop at your mother's house? No, ma'am. There's a sentence I didn't there, ever Absolutely. Think I don't I think you've ever said say. anything like that, ever. No. Okay. How are you going to prove that you did? You see how messy all this is? All right. 
now, what is all this you're suing for for repairs to your car? Because they used it one day for DoorDash? No, ma'am. They used it from September 8th when they moved onto property until about the first or second because the first of October was when they threw the check engine light and um, I told them they were no longer allowed to use the car. Okay, but why would they have to pay for four brand new tires and a camshaft position sensor repair? How old is your car? My car is the 2013. Okay, so how are you going to prove that the repair is due to the way they drove for DoorDash? Um, because that was when they threw the check engine light on the 1st of October. When you um, say threw the check the, engine light, you that, just mean that the check engine light was on, right? It, it, yeah, it came on on the 1st and they okay. were driving the car. Right, from but how do you know they did the something morning. that caused that as opposed to a degradation with age of a car? Um, because I had just actually fixed the camshaft position sensor. So how do you know that the repair didn't fail as opposed to something else? The answer is you don't know. Let's because go through these these ridiculous I, lawsuits. Let's get down to let's get down to the nitty gritty, which is you guys know each other what a couple of months, basically by sharing a cigarette in a mall, and then you decide that you're going to live inches away from each other, where every single intimate little thing that happens is in each other's grill. You know, maybe, 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 you don't decide to essentially be almost roommates with someone you know from sharing cigarettes in a parking lot. Maybe that's the plan. Um, you're not going to get October's rent back. You haven't proven emotional distress, Mr. Hall. Um, you don't get your gas mileage because you're mad you only got your mail and not money. And I do see that she lied about that to get you to go. And you most certainly don't get RV repair because when you pulled in and pulled out the RV, you end up scraping it on her roof. That's a you thing. The roof is an inanimate object. It didn't hit you. You hit it, the carport. Now let's talk about your counterclaim. The groceries, you're, you show, all you've done to prove that is you've shown me grocery receipts. I have no idea if, those gross, if any portion of them went to him or didn't go to him. Uh, you don't have any proof on the septic. The dentist bill, um, you guy, Mr. Beaver is going to pay her because it is not typical that someone pay your dental bill for you and you not have to pay them back. And $1,000 for new tires and a camshaft position sensor repair and your lost wages, I guess, to come to court or to do the repair, I'm not even sure. You don't get that. Uh, you're unable to... Just because the light goes on while you've loaned them the car doesn't mean that the repair on a seven-year-old car is something that they have to pay for, especially if it's been a problem just two months earlier. So they do owe you $244, and you do not have to uh, return any of the money to them. Mr. Hall, on your and Mr. Beaver's lawsuit against Ms. Cassandra, my verdict is zero. Ms. Cassandra, on your lawsuit against them, my verdict is against Mr. Beaver in the amount of the $244 for the dentist bill. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Richard, let me ask you how you feel about the outcome of the case. Well, I... I don't think I was able to tell her exactly everything that happened that the day I left, so it's okay. Listen, the important thing is, what have you learned from this whole experience? Anything at all? Yeah, uh, don't go to someone else's house and pay rent on their property. 
All right. Well, it's been a tough experience for you. I'm sorry about that. But uh, that's the judge's decision. So you'll have to pass that word along. Uh, Cassandra, how about you? How do you feel? What have you learned from this whole thing? You and your husband? Not to trust people. And not everybody is who they claim to be. Well, look, you are going to get the money for that dental bill anyway. So good for you. And hope that'll end this dispute once and for all. Thank you. Well, that'll wrap up this case. Let's see what Harvey has to say. Doug, in this case, the defendant did not violate the plaintiff's privacy, according to the judge. When we talk about privacy, it's kind of a relative term. It really depends on all the circumstances. Here, they lived so close together that you don't have the same privacy expectation you might have when things are further apart. It is that simple. Judge, do you and your family attend University of Miami events, football, basketball, things like that? Do you visit the campus at all? We live very, very close, and I'm a UM graduate. And I, I feel uh, like I don't go that's... enough now that I hear that question. But right. you do. You go to some sporting events. I'm I not do. a big sports person. I, but... Every now and then to a, a Miami Hurricanes home football game and more often to Miami Hurricanes home basketball, basketball games. Basketball games, because yeah. they take place on campus. Right. It's a beautiful campus. It really is yeah. uh, super nice. And, uh, you know, I remember our kids for Halloween a couple years, like, Dressed yeah. up, paint their faces. Yeah, dress calf up green, in, have I with the U on their faces. Yeah, going around just... going like this. <laughs> right. You know, 305 yeah. stuff. <laughs> what else? This is the plaintiff, Dominique Duraco Franklin. He says he was hired to choreograph a music video for the defendant, and they shot it in Miami. After everything was done, he never got paid. And the defendant's response was, she's having problems. Well, the defendant's problems are not his problems. And he has no other choice but to sue for the $1,600 he's owed. This is the defendant, Kaliani. She says the plaintiff is unfortunately suing the wrong people. She was only the middleman on this production. She's not responsible for paying this man. It's unfortunate he wasn't paid by the artist who hired him, and she expects the judge to agree with her assessment of the situation. She's accused of stiffing a choreographer, but good. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to choreograph a music video and says the woman stiffed him. But the defendant claims she didn't hire the plaintiff, the star of the music video did, and that's who he should be chasing. It's the case of I Want My MTV. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Dominique DiRocco Franklin, you are suing Caliani? Caliani. Caliani. Uh, and her company for $1,600 that you say they owe you and have not paid you. Can you tell me what happened here? Uh, basically, on November 20th, I was contacted by Dancers Gallery, where I teach on Wednesdays, about a gig opportunity. Okay, so we basically and that's had... in 2020? Yes, correct. Okay. And then we had uh, pretty much less than two weeks to prepare choreography for a music video for an artist named Jimbo Lever. Okay. I never met the artist myself, but... I gathered six dancers from across Broward County in Miami, Florida, and we was able to put it together before December 4th, where the video was shot in Miami, Florida. Okay, and what, were, what was your job? To choreograph how many minutes? It was a, I believe it was a three-minute piece. Okay, and then were, so we what have, were you going to be paid for choreographing it? 
The agreed amount was 1000 And then the dancers were going to be paid what? It was 150 each, but it went overtime, so we were promised overtime pay for the dancers. Okay. Kalyani, did you... Um, do you have a contract? Does your company have a contract with the plaintiff? Yes. And what does that contract say? It says a lot of things, but what does it say about who's supposed to pay him? Um, the client artist. Where does it say that? Okay. Production agreement. It says here, production agreement. It says, um, due to the special terms of this agreement, all funds must be paid up front. The total amount due for the music video for the song title authority is $2,500. Um, it says one full production date equaling to 10 production hours. Um, I don't see here about the artist. Right. Neither do Give I. Me one. Let me check that. While you're looking for that, let me talk to you. Um, you gave me some video that I wanted to look at. Is this what? Okay. Tell me what. Hold on a second, Kalyani. Don't talk. Hold on. What is that? That's a clip of the dancers after they completed the shoot oh, with the okay. artist. The, the artist is in the bottom left. Yeah. With the black. This is during practice, I guess? Yeah, that was on the set. Yeah, uh, but practice, clip. but practice, right? Correct. Right. All right. Um, so uh, are you reading the contract for the first time, Kalyani? Um, No, I, I've reviewed it before, and I've seen um, that I see it on here. The artist is, you know, uh, you know, required to pay all of the. Okay, so show me what project. clause to look at that says the artist is supposed to pay the plaintiff. Show me where I look for that. Okay. So, um, kind of towards the bottom, it says all other all other needs, wants, and requirements to be provided by the artist or represent representative of the client. Say that again. All other. Um, all other needs. Yeah. How does that mean that this need, which is what you hired him for, is supposed mm -hmm. to be paid by? the artist because see i have a crew um, member the, agreement the, the court... where it is clearly between your company and him that's exactly how it is shall render services and not only that shall render such services exclusively to your company i mean you couldn't be more clear that it's your company in fact if anything, what your contract shows is the exact opposite of what you're arguing here, that the artist is supposed to pay. So tell me what clause I should look at that says the artist is responsible for paying him his $1,000 or paying the dancers. The agreement is between the client and the artist. No, it's not. Who's coaching you to say that? Whose voice am I hearing coaching you to say that? Why don't you make him come on air? Who is that? Because what he's telling you is false. The agreement is between your company and him. So it's exactly the opposite of what you're saying. So why don't you make him hold the bag on national television? Who is that? Um, do, um, do it's one or the other, folks. Either you are testifying or he is testifying. Who wants to testify? Call it. Would he be able to do it over the phone? Sure. Okay. All right. So get him on the phone. But he's got to be sworn in, and I want to hear directly from him what he's saying, and I don't want him leaving you holding the bag. Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so he said he can't. He cannot. Yeah, I bet he can't. Because now I'm going to read to you the contract that he claimed to you said one thing, but you got eyeballs and you can read, right? What does it say? Yeah. It says the contractor shall render. He, that's him. Render services here under from the start date. Blah 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 blah, and shall render such services exclusively to. And then it names your film company, right? And then it says that everything belongs to your film company. Um, question. No, I'm talking now. Then it says, contractor acknowledges that the contractor's work is a work made for hire, and therefore, your company shall be the author and copyright owner of all of the work. And then it says that the two parties to the contract, your company and he, agree to arbitrate. And then it says, this is the entire agreement. So where do you want me to see the words, we don't have to pay him? It, that's between him and the artist. See, because what happened is the artist stiffed you, right? Right, Kalyani? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now that's a you problem, but you want to make it a Duraco Franklin problem. And he doesn't want you to make it because his contract is with you, which is exactly well, what my eyeballs are telling me. So tell me where in this contract to see that the artist has to pay him. Where's that again? There, um, there's a, a contract agreement between the artist and the client as well. You say there's another contract. Is there a second contract, Mr. Duraco Franklin? Not to my knowledge. Okay, why don't you provide the second contract that says something completely different from the first contract? Show me that, Ms. Kalyani. Alrighty. Um, addendum. Okay. Um, the artist agreement. I'm trying to look for it. Yeah, it's kind of the only thing this case is about. So you had to know this was going to come up. Okay. Um, I have the agreement right here. Artist production agreement. Right. That's the agreement between the artist and you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the artist talks. Yeah. Where, right. So that's the one you get to go to a court and sue for. Okay. Right. Where She's the artist reading, has to okay. pay you, but he's um, not but, privy to that contract, did you is review, he? Did you review the um, production agreement between us and the artist or I just don't the care. Why would I care about that? That's not what he's coming to court and suing. I know the artist owes you money. That's a you problem. How does that become a him problem? Because the artist chose him. What happened was okay. we no, chose the no, first... No, 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 Show me a contract that he signs where he says he's going to get his money from the artist. Do you have that? Because that's what you say you have. And that's not what you have, is it? You have a contract where the artist is supposed to pay you money. And then that went south, and now you want to make that his problem. How do you figure? So again, I ask you for the last time, do you have a contract between him and the artist that says that he is expecting to be paid by the artist? He is expecting to be paid by the artist. Do you have that? I don't have that. Right, you but don't. But it makes it clear that the client is responsible for hiring and payment of the crew. Okay, well, do you, you do read, right? So you see yeah. that the contract I read out loud is a contract between you and him, and that's what he's suing on. Your company the, owes the him money. Owner. Yeah, that's your contract. That's the only one he's ever signed. He's never signed anything else. You're literally arguing to me, yeah, but I don't have the money because someone owes me money. That's what you're arguing to me. That is not a legal premise. But the worst part of this, I don't know what the fellow who can't be bothered to come to court, you know, who's telling you what to say is to you, but you got to rethink that whole relationship with him, whether it's business or otherwise, because he has completely left you looking like a fool, hasn't he? $1,600, verdict for Mr. Duraco Franklin.
so. The plaintiff is going to get his money after all. Ms. Kalyani, let me ask you, are you are you at all surprised by the judge's decision here? Or did you learn something while you were reading the contract with her? Mm, no, not surprised. What, what are your <laughs> thoughts right now? Um, um, I was doing a favor. So I, I work closely with um, the company. Um, so it's okay. Well, it's not okay. It's the guy who was talking to you in the background, I guess, who really is uh, the main culprit here. Mr. Franklin, Barack Franklin, uh, was it a a worthwhile project to work on? How'd it work out? It looks like you were shooting at a football stadium, were you? Yes, the dancers actually enjoyed it, but um, it was nice. It's just that was the only issue I had was not getting paid as a choreographer. Yeah. Did it ever see the light of day? Not to my knowledge. I haven't seen it on social media or YouTube. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I hope you've learned something from this. But hey, look, you had a you had a valid contract. You, you There wasn't anything else you could do but sue them, and you did the right thing. So congratulations. Okay? Thank you. All right, Harvey. So, Doug, look, this is why written contracts are so valuable. That if you had an oral contract, you know, one person says one thing, and no, that wasn't said. The other person says something else was said. Here, both people have the same document in writing with the same terms, Easy for the judge to figure out that's the way to go. How come there isn't an implied warranty of merchantability applied when you buy a used car and it breaks down the same day? I see a lot of used car disputes on your show. Yeah, people, I I, I often get this question um, because people think that's really unfair. If I just bought it today, I should be able to give it back to you. But then what if if you just bought it yesterday? Should you be able to get it? What if you just bought it last week? Should you be able to get it? Uh, the problem is that we have commerce going, and mm-hmm. in its the law in, in its infinite wisdom has decided that if you're just a guy selling your car, not a dealer, not a dealer, right. you don't know what's you know what you don't know. Right. So we need to keep commerce every moving. Every time a car breaks down, every time a sold. car breaks down, you're going to sue. There's one thing we all know: cars are going to break. They're going to break down at the so, worst possible moment, usually. Right. right. So so the presumption is it's as is unless. You warrant something. That means you know darn well that that engine is 12 years old, but you say it's one year old. Well, you're lying. Now there's something you did, and that is actionable. You're stepping into the realm of fraud. Right. Right. right, which is not right. easy to prove normally. Right. But you know, if you but it, but but I have had cases where a guy will say, "I oh, this engine's great. There's nothing wrong with the engine," and then the new owner takes it to the same mechanic who the old owner took it to said, I told this guy this engine was going to die the next day. Right. And then all of a sudden that guy right. had some problems. But right. generally speaking, it's in an effort to keep commerce flowing because there's just too many used car sales and right. we, people don't know what they don't know about what will happen in the future. We right. don't hold them to the standard that we hold dealerships or used car dealerships, um, which you know every state has some laws about what right. they must warrant and what they need to warrant depending on the mileage. Etc. Right. So, generally speaking, you're not going to get anywhere no. unless someone sold you something that's obviously unsafe. Uh, and well, I mean, you know, and then it's who's to say who's obviously unsafe. Right. The one thing people do get uh, uh, win in litigation on this kind of thing is when they can't provide a title because right. that is the one thing you're warranting that it's a car that you can register. <laughs> it's not a tennis uh, racket. It's not right. It's a car, it's a car and no. therefore you have to be able to register it. Right. So thanks for joining us. We will see you for the next session of People's Court.